Welcome, everybody. Welcome to The Missing Wires. My name is Alex Curtis. And my name is Jose. Today, we're going to have a little conversation. And that's what we're going to do here. We're just going to have some, just some open-minded talks. You know, neither me or Jose are uh, professionals and in these subjects we're going to be discussing here. It's, you know, mostly just a collection of our, our thoughts based off of our experiences and or experiences that we've, you know, heard about vicariously through friends or other people that we know. Um, in hopes that we can gain some value and uh, hopefully you guys can gain some value as well. Yeah, definitely hopes of gaining value and growth in all of our conversations. And maybe that translates a bit to your own life and that'd be super cool. Absolutely. So we're going to be covering a lot of different things on this podcast throughout the episodes. Welcome to episode one. I think today our main focus is really being your own best friend. Now that's kind of like a huge subject, right? And the, it's funny for me and Jose, like so many of the topics that we like to discuss are s- super multifaceted. And I mean, any subject can kind of meet that criteria, right? It's everything has nuance once you want to dive into it. Absolutely. So what do you think, Jose, for you is uh, really, really comes to mind? Like what's the most important thing, I guess, for being your own best friend? Yeah, absolutely huge topic once again but for me it's like i have to see myself as a friend if i feel like i want to experience any type of personal growth and a lot of that means not judging myself and forgiving myself constantly because it's difficult when you're constantly having conflict with Mm -hmm. yourself and then you notice you're having conflict with others And for me, a lot of the time, I don't know where that's coming from. I might be turned off to someone or upset with them and realize that it's more of an internal conflict of not being there for myself than it is an external conflict of, of, you know, feeling poorly about someone. Mm. So it, to answer your question very specifically, for me, it starts with recognizing myself as a friend and providing that forgiveness so that I can move forward in my other relationships. Yeah, absolutely. Man, it's kind of interesting because that like delves into areas of just like, you know, being able to step back from yourself yeah. and just try like attempting to view yourself yeah. as another entity that you, yeah. you can have a relationship with, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and sometimes I think maybe, maybe you've never heard that in your life, you know, right? Like, I'm, there was a time when I was alive when I hadn't heard of yeah. that even, you know, that idea or that suggestion that you could you could sit down with yourself and mm-hmm. you could you could kind of contemplate with yourself, right? There was a time when I was alive when I had no idea about yeah. that stuff. So same. It's kind of an interesting topic, right? So for anyone out there who, you know, maybe you don't even know what we're talking about, right? <laughs> when you're like your own best friend. Um definitely kind of like take that first step to just acknowledge that you can have that, you can have a relationship with yourself and actually whether or not you know that you have a relationship with yourself, right? Like you do. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting, right? To make that acknowledgement and actually yeah. take the step to think of yourself as a friend. Like, I love a couple of the words that you use there. Like, and if I was to snip them apart, I would say acknowledge yourself, mm. you know, like nice. just 
like and not like yourself in the in the term of like putting those two words together but in separating them of mm -hmm. like your self acknowledge that person yeah and that that person exists and is there and it's like duh like that's common sense on a daily basis like you're a person in the world but like really like looking at it like oh this is me i'm jose and i'm a person in this world and i want to care about that person yeah. and you know i've a number of friends that have definitely struggled with this and i think gotten better over time um and i've struggled with it greatly yeah i was gonna say i'm one of them greatly like, <laughs> so yeah it it was really an eye-opening experience when it like really hit me full force yeah and um i don't know if you want to like touch base a little bit more on the introduction to this but i definitely have um a story if you want to hear it absolutely cool please um yeah so my really eye-opening experience started with uh another big topic that i'm sure we'll discuss more in depth at some point but psychedelic mushrooms okay and i've always been kind of like the do tons of research first type before I do any type of drug or um, really anything that might spike my anxiety yeah. and scare me. Yeah. And like, it's unfortunate that alcohol is so prevalent because it's like easy to imbibe and all of a sudden you're drunk and out of control. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not I, in control of your own body and mind anymore. Yeah, exactly. There's uh, not a lot of good stuff it, going on it, yeah. when, you, when you have too much of that. <laughs> and it's, but it starts out so subtle, you know, you're yeah. one drink deep and you're feeling really good. And, and everybody's doing it. Yeah. And then it's easier to consume <laughs> drugs that might give you anxiety attacks um, mm. because, you know, you're inebriated. But I digress. Uh, I was skeptical of doing a large dose of mushrooms yeah. because I know myself and I know that I'd probably have a panic attack. Um, so I like, uh, I like to ease into things. And so I eased into microdosing, taking a very tiny amount. Yeah. Um, not really how you're supposed to with microdosing, you know, I'm sure you can do, find a lot of research out there that suggests you should take it once a day, every other day, or, you know, take a break every mm -hmm. day or two yeah. uh, to kind of let things sit. I was like, screw that. I'm just going to take a small amount that I can't physically feel or mentally feel. For sure. Yeah. And I did it every day. Which is, which is actually like what microdosing is supposed to be. Yes. Right? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Some people microdose and they're like, oh, I'm microdosing, but they're feeling Taking a half eight. They're, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're trying to get a little high from it still. Yeah. And I think intention which is another huge topic huge. that I do think we should discuss at some point. But intention means so much with these type of experiences and mm. with, with mushrooms in particular. Uh, any aid that you're trying to give yourself, I think, deserves the proper intention. And whether you're trying to get high and have a good time, like that's fine yeah. if that's what you're trying to do. But I don't think that it's... A, a growth mindset you yeah, know I think, I think you should be you should be assured in your intentions and be honest with yourself and for me that was looking for growth it was looking for guidance almost it was looking for meaning it was looking to replace something that i had lost you yeah. know or maybe something that i hadn't seen yet yeah absolutely man and that intention was there with with just taking a little bit every day yeah. until something happened i wasn't sure how long it was going to take but i was willing to do it every day until i found out i was working a shift at round table pizza 
uh, and it was a closing shift with Gideon there. I, I can't remember who else was there, but I know Gideon was there and I was always like very strong-minded at work, strong-willed, strong-minded, very level-headed. Sometimes I might get a little frustrated, but I worked hard and I kept my emotions kind of in check while I was at work and I dealt with stuff at home. And that was, that's just how I've always been as as a worker. I don't, you know, take my home life to work with me and I leave my work life at work as much as I possibly can. This night was a little different. I was counting the till and I just had like this rush of emotion it was like like there was just this big fizzy bottle in my head that was ready to just explode the cap was ready to come off and i just started crying and i'm just i'm sitting here counting the money in the till with nothing going on it was a perfectly easy shift it was nice i was having fun with my friends and i just started getting really sad and like heart-wrenching sad like i had just failed someone Hmm. completely like someone that i really cared about and i'm like why am i like this like i i don't get emotional at work like i put i set things aside and like what is going on and i couldn't even finish counting the till i couldn't keep track of like what i was counting and gideon had kind of noticed i just walked back into the office and tried to piece myself together And after about a minute of sitting in the office, just being sad and trying to figure out what was going on, Gideon came in there and he's like asking me a question about something. And then he realized that I was clearly pretty upset. And he's like, dude, what's going on? And I'm like, I don't know, dude, like I am just like crazy sad. And and then all of a sudden it's like that the top off that fizzy bottle just popped off. And all of this realization came to me in a split instant. And I was like, I've been just sacrificing all of myself for everyone else around me. And while that's important to me to be there for my friends, I've just been giving everything that I have for everyone else and trying to solve all of their problems and being there for them. And again, nothing wrong with being there for your friend, but I'm realizing right now that the one friend that I've let down and haven't been there for is myself. And it's like, it's like I was literally looking at myself from an outside perspective and seeing just this shriveled old tree or old man or whatever with nothing going to him. And I felt so bad and I just like started bawling. I couldn't even talk to get in anymore at this point. Like I was just like one of the hardest cries in my life. I just, couldn't talk through it and and just had this utter realization of failure for myself like Mm. not being the friend for myself that I am to others and I just felt bad it's like I was looking at this little eight-year-old kid that had just been begging for like love and forgiveness and acceptance his entire life and like I just refused to give it to him and that kid was me and I was just like what the fuck like (laughs) why can't I be there for myself? Like, why can't I love myself? Why can't I forgive myself? Why do I hold all of these things that I've done wrong in my life against myself? Like I wouldn't do that for any one of my friends. I would feel like a total piece of shit. If every time you made a mistake, Alex, I was just like holding it against you, just waiting to like grind a knife into your back. Like the next time I saw you just reminding you of that mistake. 
and it all kind of came to fruition in that moment and ever since then like I definitely have taken a couple steps back and screwed up and forgotten that I need to be a friend of myself Hmm. but it is at the forefront of my mind and I think about it on a daily basis that like I have to be my own best friend and that doesn't mean that I am the most important person in my life or that I'm a total narcissist it just means that I need to be that same (laughs) friend for you as I am for myself and in every which way with all of my friends yeah damn yeah it's so wild man it's just to think like that we we can do so much and go on without thinking about this stuff without like without even being like damn like i should reconsider how i'm speaking to myself or i should reconsider like what i think about my past mistakes and like have I even sat down to think about my past mistakes or did I just reach a point where I was no longer thinking about it and felt okay again, right? Like, Mm -hmm. is there unresolved stuff, right? Like, and I mean, thankfully, like there is like therapy for this, right? Like that can help you find a lot of this stuff if you're, if you can't, if you can't find it, like, right? Because sometimes I would have gotten there with therapy. Yeah, for sure. Right, like, because sometimes this, that stuff is not, it's like, it's behind doors, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like the right doors need to be opened sometime. Um, for you to get to those answers and see some of these things and like really kind of like get in there right and get in there and like take a look at yourself and then and then maybe some of this stuff like there's room for it once you like can see some of it right um but yeah absolutely i mean taking the time to just really really consider yourself and remember that you got to make those, all those moves, right? Like everything you're saying you're doing for anybody else, like making all those moves for yourself as well. I really, really like how you said making room. Yeah. Like that's, that's a lot of what it is. I think you have to make room for yourself and right. on a day-to-day basis. So many of us just like do what we need to do and then cling to our vices, whether that be video games for us maybe or... <laughs> yeah. You know, like ignoring everything that we need to make room for in the easiest way possible, which is easy. It is. With where we live. Yeah. And what we do and how we live. And it like, I feel in a culture where it's like, we have a lot of temporary satisfaction and gratification, like really quickly at our fingertips, right? It's like, it is easy to just like, be like, fuck it. Like, you know, just get lost in something else and and not consider this stuff and not consider how you talk to yourself or how you think about yourself. And if you think of yourself as a friend to yourself, I know for me personally, there's been plenty of times like where I've fucking, I've been like, I'm my own worst enemy, bro. Like, you know, like I'm fucking, I'm like, man, I've got so much shit I want to do. And there's this one little hurdle in the way and it's fucking called me, man. Like, you know, I've definitely like, I still fluctuate, I think between that state, right? Like I definitely still, you know, it's not like, that's that's what's kind of funny about anything, right? Like anything like this, like where it's like something that you reach in your mind, whether it's a philosophy you develop or it's a point that you get to. It's like it doesn't necessarily mean that every problem or everything is going to be like solved from that point forward or mm-hmm. that like suddenly you're like you've mastered the concept or something like that. <laughs> Welcome home, babe. Um, <laughs> like 
So it's like you're still gonna find yourself, you know, reaching points where maybe you forget again, and yeah. like maybe you have to remind yourself again. Mm-hmm. And even I mean, on the point of reminding, sometimes I feel like a reminder is something that like yeah, like you still know it, right? But then like I've also reached times where I like find myself rediscovering a philosophy or something that I, or a practice that I had adopted, and it wasn't a reminder. I've, it left me like mm-hmm. it was gone for a while Yeah, and maybe it was tucked somewhere in my subconscious and I was still like operating with it in me, which I like to think like I, I would hope, right. I hope like the time that I've spent delving into my mind and finding different philosophies that I want to adopt. I hope that if I've lost some of them in mm-hmm. my conscious brain, that they are still helping yeah. me subconsciously. I like to think that that's the case, but I also want some things to remain in my conscious brain. Right. So yeah, absolutely. And that that's definitely one of them, right? Is to just really consider yourself. So it's like even when I want to think of myself as the enemy, it's like that's the time that I have to like walk up and like hug myself and kind of shake my own hand and be like, yo, like, you know what? No, we can do this. Oh my gosh, oh. what is this? So nice of you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, beautiful. For anyone still listening, Alex just got some food from his lovely girlfriend. Yep. My my lovely queen just walks in with a freaking half a burrito. Woo! So hype. So hype. Yeah, no, that's those are all super good points. And I think that reminds me of something else I think about on a regular basis is um, a good anecdote for it for me is like you have you can't say i love you once you know Mm. Mm. you can't (laughs) you just can't like there's there's a reason people say i love you every day to their significant others to their friends uh, that they really care about and maybe to their friends that they don't care about too because i also (laughs) think that the people that need love the most are sometimes the one you want to give it to the least Yeah. yeah and it can be rough but you know i can't tell my wife i love you once and have her think that that's always going to be the case or that it's always going to feel that way and that that's enough for our whole lifetime you know it's not you have to you have to keep up on these things and even with my epiphanies and experiences that are life-changing I have to remind myself of them I have to go back through and live through them even telling you this story it's like I'm getting my heart wrenching again i'm going through that experience again and i'm Mm kind of reminding myself of why it's important to be a friend of myself and and all of that and it's so crucial to consistency is crucial you know Mm. if you want to follow a path you have to stay on the path you have to keep walking yeah you know it's so easy to fucking get sidetracked yeah Yeah. There's so many good views and mm-hmm. bad ones. Yeah. There's so many spectacles along the way. Sometimes there's like a nice field and it's sunny out and you just want to lay there for a bit. And it's like, man, I'm tired of walking. Yeah, totally. It reminds me of when I was doing a section of the PCT and all it is is walking. That's right, it. Right. And for a long, long time. Yeah. I was uh, <laughs> on it with a couple buddies of mine and they had started at the California Mexico border side and they had gotten all the way up here to Washington. And so we're midway through Washington. I'm getting dropped off at a trailhead to meet up with them and hike this five day section. And the entire time they're like, yeah, we get to like different points along the trail and there's like trail angels, people that 
help out and just like make food and do whatnot for people that they know are going to be coming through the PCT. So maybe they'll set up for a day and whatnot. And all these people in all these towns and everybody that helps them out, they're all like impressed and inspired and driven. And they're like, wow, I can't believe like you're doing this. Like it's so far, it's so much hard work. And my buddies are kind of like laughing about it. They're like, dude, like what you're doing is hard working, living in society, all your problems, everything that you stress about, all your anxiety on a daily basis. Like we're out here with nothing to worry about and we're just walking. That's our one concern is that we'd like to get 20 miles a day. And at this point, (laughs) that's not that bad. Like, it's crazy. Like, that's it. It's just walking. And it's also something to think about though. Like, if you look at it in the same way as goals that you have or things that you want to stick to, yeah. like if you're doing the PCT and you spend an entire day not walking, that's a big deal. Yeah. If you take a detour, you're off route and you don't know when you're going to get back on it. Like True. you have to look at the trail. You have to yeah. look at the way ahead. You have to deal with the weather. Yeah. And at the end of the day, you have to keep walking yeah. or else you're, you're not getting anywhere. And I think that that's, kind of good for life in general i love using mountains yes <laughs> and and trails as like fucking metaphors yeah. for you know a number of things yeah. but uh but especially like especially for talk tackling or t- tackling an issue that seems monumental right like it's just like that feeling of like yeah okay like here's a thing. And maybe, maybe the thing for you is, um, being your own friend and like really taking care of yourself. Right. And like, you're looking at this thing and it's this monumental thing. It looks like it's far away maybe for you. Right. Like how could I attain that? Right. It's, it's just, and like so many times I come back to this of like looking at the the peak of a mountain from the parking lot. Right. Mm-hmm. When you get out of your car and like telling yourself, there's no way I could get up there. But like, if you've ever fucking hiked something, you know that once you just start walking, you, you eventually just get there. Like you will just reach the, you'll reach that point if you start on the path. Absolutely. Right. And so the path can be kind of hard to identify, of course. Right. And like wherever you're at on the path, like, you know, that's for everyone to decide for themselves. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, um, and some paths are forever. Right. Like, and I'd say that this might be one of them. And maybe you could say that, you have to hike up from a point if you're below this point and reach the point where you can consider yourself a friend. And then that the duty is to keep walking mm-hmm. at that point. Like that is your, that is your like, your, your, your sovereign duty forever. Yeah. Right. Like it's Absolutely. just like of tending to this kind of like this little plant that is you mm-hmm. and just being like, I'm going to, I'm going to take care of this. I'm not going to, you know, it, you know, maybe it'll, maybe it'll grow in a way that I don't really like, or maybe something will happen with it that I don't really like, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to uproot it and trash it mm-hmm. just because of that. Yeah. I'm going to keep on working with it and I'm going to keep on trying to like really be there for it and support it mm-hmm. just as you would with any other friend, anybody that you care about. Right. Like, and, uh, this, this kind of like thinking is stuff that helps me <clears throat> with stuff that I struggle with a lot. Like, I mean, I've gone through addictions, still struggle with some addictions, like, and those moments, like, I've not necessarily had any, like, oh man, like, I suck or something, so like, fuck it, I'll I'll just keep doing this addiction, but like, it's definitely, I've definitely had times I've been like, damn, like, oh, like, why is it even worth it, like, why, like, why should I bother, kind of thing like that, and like, 
And it's like, I can like <clears throat> feel that feeling in my brain, but also be fully aware that like this behavior is harming me and, or this behavior is just not contributing to the path that I'm trying to walk. Mm -hmm. Like, right. And then, and then that can, that can lead you down roads of like feeling like a, a self-contradicting, right. If you have these mind, this mind of wanting to be there for yourself, but then like you make exceptions for yourself in other areas subconsciously mm -hmm. and you don't take, keep, keep yourself on the path in, in all areas. Right. Like not necessarily like you have to be a hundred percent of the time on whatever journey that you want to be on. Right. Cause especially for anybody who feels like similar to similarly to you and me who feel like there's a ton of things in life that we want to do mm -hmm. and learn. Um, we, we are going to find ourselves on many, many, many paths. Right. And maintaining those is going to be a, a whole thing of its own, right? A whole yeah. lifetime. <laughs> it's going to be yeah. a lifetime. Right. Um, but yeah, man, it's, um, it's interesting. Just that, that sense of just like, Oh, okay. Like, why does it matter? And it's like, well, I can very easily identify in people who are close to me and my friends uh, and relationships and in my parents even, right? Like behaviors that I'm like, damn, like you say this, you talk this and then, but your behaviors aren't lining up and I recognize it within myself too. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's like, damn, like, okay. So everyone might have a different reason for being there. If you do consider yourself there, I guess it's just like, this is one tool for me that I think is um, pretty essential in like navigating out of that headspace of why does it matter, right? If you're not if you're not super self-deprecating, but you might not be like, oh, I I have a fucking purpose in life. Like maybe you maybe you haven't reached that point um, in your life, like. So then it's like, okay, well, why do I even care that much, right, about like my behavior mm -hmm. and or this thing or whatever. Um, so it's like trying to like recognize that like, man, like you care about yourself. Right. And like, maybe that's a whole other journey for somebody too. Right. Is mm -hmm. to like actually fucking care, like to actually look at themselves and be like, I care about you. Mm -hmm. Like to fucking look in the mirror, to fucking like wrap your arms around yourself, give yourself a fucking big squeeze and be like, hell yeah, dude, I fucking care about you, man. Like that's a fucking journey of its own. Right. Like. I mean, I've done that so many times, like, and I'm not even, this is not a fucking metaphor. Mm -hmm. I literally will hug myself at times, like, yeah. you know, give myself a squeeze, right? Yeah. Like, and just really, like, look myself in the mirror or, like, talk to myself and be like, yo, bro, like, it's all right, man. You're, you're a fucking human. Like, mm -hmm. you're a human. You got to feel the feels. You got to make the mistakes. You got to learn. Like, that's how we fucking learn, right? So, like, anytime you're fucking up, it's like <clears throat> taking that, that moment to not, attack yourself for fucking up and not to right there's nothing wrong with putting a fire under your ass and mm -hmm. being like all right come on man like you know this is this is not what we want right we, we want to do something else we want to we want to focus on a different thing we, we've got a path in our yep. brain right like there's nothing wrong with that like the motive being motivational towards yourself but like the the like ruthless attack of oneself mm -hmm. for a mistake it's like it's like oh man like we got you gotta like if that, if that's your default, I'd say for like, for one, I feel like that's an area where like, for me, I know that I had to like, really like try to s stray away from. Cause it's like, and I'll even do it in like a joke, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, this is like kind of what's kind of funny, right? About, 
uh, humans, I guess, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, I know a lot of people who do this who will like just really, really, really slyly in a, like in a meme or jokey way, just like let out some super like either self-deprecating thing or like it might not even seem that self-deprecating, but just like as easy as being like, oh, like, oh, my bad. I'm an idiot. Like yeah. I've done that, right? Like Dude, I've done that many times. I still do that when I'm playing games all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it's funny because I'm like, I don't feel like I'm somebody who's like saying it actually, like yeah. like really being For like, sure. oh, I'm so stupid, right? Like, yeah. and we even we even yeah, that's like one of our main like jokes, right? Like somebody will be like, what are you doing? We're like, I'm so stupid, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just some fucking goofy yeah. voice. And but everything. then at the same time, we have arch each other's backs and yeah, like yeah, yeah. if one of my friends does it i'm like dude do not say that yeah yeah right that it's like zach true. anytime he tries how dare you starts being like oh like oh, i'm just not good at this game i suck and then it's <laughs> yeah. like we have to be like zach you've been playing for like two hours yeah like you have you were the best you just downloaded this game yeah. man. i'm like what? <laughs> just, i suck <laughs> 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 it's like yeah, man. and it's like it's funny because it's like even though like we can say those things jokingly right like mm -hmm. You know, sometimes those things have more serious impact. And I do think, like, words can be very powerful, right? So, yes. Um, it's all well and good if you're joking, but, like, saying yes. those things regularly all the time, like, then, in a you know, maybe you're in a jokey mood when you're saying them, but you might find yourself saying those things when you actually get upset about something or when you actually make a mistake. And, like, yes. that can lead you down a slippery road if you're just, like, really casually being, like, yeah, I'm an idiot or, yeah, I'm stupid or yeah. whatever, right? Like, I think that's, like one of the one super important thing, right? Like, mm -hmm. um, I, I love the analogy of like being your own best friend. And another thing that I want to kind of like wrap up into that or add into that is like, and I've, I've had to do this many times is like, how would you talk to yourself if you met yourself as a little kid? Like, mm -hmm. like, like you're in a, you're as you are right now, right? As an adult. And then you met the little kid, you, and the little kid, you had all these fucking, awesome little kid ideas super inspired and super big imagination and you know even if that wasn't you when you were a kid that's okay too but like whatever right you meet little kid version of you and it's like what do you want to do for that little kid right like let's say you didn't even know it was you so you don't have to think about how you would talk to yourself but like just you fucking meet a little kid that you're like man i want this little kid to fucking kill it dude mm -hmm. like i want this kid to be stoked I want this kid to fucking care about himself. I want this kid to care, this kid to like know that he's loved and that I want to, I want to somehow help him love himself mm -hmm. so that he can feel fucking like empowered and invigorated and not have to like be like tearing himself down. Right. Like, um, cause I feel like like part of that, right. Like our own little voices in our heads sometimes like that can be placed in there from an external point. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we get a lot of, a lot of external influence during our upbringing. Right. And there's definitely like, points in time in all of our lives um and this is like its own subject that we can definitely discuss at another time because I, I do want to discuss learning and like kind of school yeah um at yeah. some point yeah definitely and so my mom she's like finishing her phd in rhetoric and shit and she kind of recently was like discussing this idea of like the way that we currently do schooling and learning is that like your the teacher is teaching and as the student you're learning and you have to listen right so that dynamic is is that you are not the knower and you don't have anything to bring to the table mm -hmm. so it's sit down and shut up and absorb what is being said here right um and it was like kind of an interesting thing of like damn if we pummel people with that for 12 years straight 
like how much opportunity do they have to even think or feel like they have something to bring to the table? Yes. If it's like the entire system dynamic is is designed where it's it's saying that even if it doesn't tell you mm-hmm. objectively, right? Like so it's kind of a lot of stuff that you gotta like work past, right, with this stuff. But I guess like back to that main point, right? Like you want you want little kid you to fucking feel great. So it's like mm-hmm. this whole thing of moving away from tearing yourself down and just like imagine yourself as a little kid. It's mm-hmm. like, yo, like Damn, like how would you speak to this kid, right? If you had something to say to this kid, it's like you would you would probably say it in like non-abrasive manner, right? Like <laughs> you'd probably be pretty forgiving if a mistake happened. You wouldn't call him an idiot. You wouldn't call him an you idiot. You wouldn't tell him he's stupid. You wouldn't do those things. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> like So it's just I don't know. That that analogy is like really really awesome for me, especially yeah. like especially creatively. Mm-hmm. like when i have an idea okay like dude ideas are amazing you talk forever about ideas right ideas like just something fucking coming to you and who cares if it already exists right if you just are sitting there and organically thought of something that you're like this is fucking cool right like that's sick man like yeah. i like like right if little kid you comes over has an idea like, you're not going to be like, wow, that's a dumb idea. Yeah. Or, well, guess what? A bunch of people already did it. Or, <laughs> <right>. <laughs> it's like, okay, like, like what? Like, <laughs> who cares if somebody already did it, right? Like, to me in that position, I'm being like, all right, like, fuck yeah. Yeah. Tell me more. Dude, right? that like, is such a good point. Flush it out. Like, flush it out. Don't, don't don't downplay this little, this little idea, these fucking little seeds that pop up that we've got, like they're coming from all over. They're coming from the, who knows the cosmos from your own consciousness. Like when you're just sitting there and an idea, something really brilliant that you, or at least that you think is brilliant comes to mind. It's like, that's the time to be nurturing yourself and to be supporting it. Right. Like, just like how you were talking about Wim Hof yesterday with me and, and how he had his idea, you know, mm. he's plunging into a ice cold lake (laughs) and breathing weird and and all of a sudden yeah and then he's just got this this idea from the cosmos that just shoots through him and he's like okay maybe i could just try breathing differently in Mm -hmm. in normal life and that is a very you know (laughs) uh very short clip of of everything you talked about and i think you could draw a lot of the wrong context out of that (laughs) so let's not let's not delve too deep there but Essentially, what you're saying reminds me a lot of the Neil deGrasse Tyson video of when he talks about a child's curiosity. Mm. I don't know if you've seen that. And, I haven't. Um, I'm hesitant on name dropping sometimes because, you know, certain certain folks might just be like, oh, name drop this person. I'm going <laughs> to stop listening because I don't like them. And, yeah. and I don't agree with, you know, one thing that they've said before. Yeah. So I'm not going to take any stock into that. And that's cool. Um, Full but- disclosure. I think the, that Jose and I are both people who can listen to somebody, even if we don't agree with yes. some of their opinions. Absolutely. And I think that's the most, one of the most important things in life is finding common ground and being able to learn and grow through each other, Absolutely. especially with the people that you may disagree with the most. I think that's when you're going to start learning yeah. some of the most about yourself. Yeah. So yeah, 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 all that being yeah. said, Neil deGrasse Tyson has this amazing, very well said uh, video 
that you can find on YouTube. Um, look up Curiosity, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Hmm. And essentially he goes over how he watches a mom stop her child from jumping in a puddle mm. and it just crushes him because oh, yeah. you know obviously as the mother or as whoever in your position looking at little kid version of you you've experienced all this stuff you know what's going to happen if you jump in a puddle you know you're going to get muddy you might get some water in your boots it might make your day a little bit harder but little kid you doesn't know that yeah. Little kid you just wants to jump in the puddle to see what'll happen, yeah. to embrace their curiosity, to experiment, to find out. And I think that there are important lessons that you can learn from other people without mm. having to do them yourself. But Neil says specifically to keep that curiosity alive. Yeah. That's so important. And yeah. I, I think it's just such a powerful message because all the time I see people stomping out curiosity and others left and, and right, man, and not giving reason for it. And it's like the concept of just telling your kid, no, just because you said so, just because you've had that experience and you know that what they're going to do isn't going to be good for them, but they don't know that yet. Yeah. They still want to be curious and yeah. it's important. And as long as they're not harming themselves or others in a crazy detrimental way, or hopefully in general, <laughs> then you should allow that curiosity, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Oh, also touching back on a, a previous point of yours about giving yourself a hug in that same kind of self-love best friend way. Uh, I wanted to shout out another researcher, Mel Robbins that you can find on YouTube with the high five habit and She's done a lot of research into this. Uh, you can find really reliable peer-reviewed stuff that talks about how giving yourself a high five in the mirror, which I think is very similar to hugging yourself cool. every day, yeah. has enormous impact on your life and mm. your self-love and your forgiveness for yourself and just kind of breaks down a lot of these barriers that yeah. you didn't know were there. And um, not only that, but just telling yourself I love you you know yeah. in the mirror and whatnot and all these things and and that a lot of people might struggle with it at first mm. like they don't even want to do the high five but yeah. even just thinking about it at first going into that mirror and thinking about it it starts to whittle away <laughs> at those little parts of your brain that just refuse to love you you know yeah, yeah. and it's weird too because like people that are going to really struggle with it it they don't want to admit that they don't love themselves and that they don't value themselves as a person. But then they go and try to do this high five. They go and try to do the, I love mm. you thing in the mirror and they won't, they won't do it. They just won't allow themselves to do it at first because they've just built up so much resentment for themselves and yeah. so much pain and so much regret yeah. and, and guilt and judgment. Yeah that they can't do it at first but if they keep trying it every day eventually they'll break through that barrier mm. and you'll see just how impactful it is yeah and man I, I i really vibed with what you said about giving yourself a hug and i think that that's uh an important video you could watch on youtube that kind of elaborates on some of that with actual research and and how it affects your brain and yeah um yeah it's the high five habit mel robbins cool man yeah i love that 
Yeah, even just thinking about high-fiving myself, kind of like, it was a little smile. I was like, oh, that sounds like a good way to like pump yourself out. You're like, yeah. fuck yeah. Like, yeah. I know every time I like, you know, me and my partner will give ourselves, high, you know, give each other a yeah. high-five. And it's just like, every time we do something, like we finish cleaning the kitchen or yeah. we finish cooking dinner, like, or we like just did like, you know, we just did a bunch of downsizing today. Right? And yeah. it's like high five about that today later when we like finish doing some other stuff because we've yeah. got a we've got multiple things planned for and the think day about that so. think about how supportive that is like why yeah. do you give someone a high five why are you high-fiving emily yeah right like because love and support you're happy for her. <laughs> love she, did and support. A, she did a good job and you appreciate her yeah. and you want to give her a high five as like a physical gesture that passes from your nervous system to her nervous system yeah and and reinforces that that like yes like this high five is for you you did a good job like <laughs> yeah i'm stoked and and that's kind of where the power of that high five comes into place for yourself yeah like when was the last time you gave yourself a high five yeah. like just for just for being you appreciating yourself loving yeah. yourself and and saying that you did a good job and that like despite the hardships and despite all of your mistakes like you can still give yourself a high five yep absolutely right like that's what she talks about a lot in that video it's really cool that's so awesome man fuck i love that <laughs> yeah especially after hardships especially after going through something right like yeah. and if you if you can find a light you know find a light in the dark places that we as humans tend to find ourselves it seems um high five yourself then too man like that's huge mm -hmm. right like all those every little step it's like it's important right like just like you're saying like how impactful is that to have that high five like it's it's very impactful and so i'd say it's very important to like recognize the baby steps as well and like mm -hmm. even if that's you know even if that's just listening to a podcast of two fucking average dudes mm -hmm. talking about some stuff right like give yourself a high five if it's something that's putting your brain in a direction that is like really gonna help you grow and or really gonna benefit yourself in the long run like you know whatever it is if you know maybe you've struggled to even like consider therapy or maybe you don't even think that you have an issue and then suddenly you realize you don't love yourself one day, yeah. right? Like whatever position you sell, you find yourself in, I think um, it's very valuable. Yeah. It's very valuable. Absolutely. I spent a lot of my life just feeling like I wasn't enough, you know? Mm. Like I think that was probably my number one thing mm. of not showing myself love and not saying that I deserve things and not celebrating your you victories know, not celebrating my victories exactly yeah. and 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 that for me that is a hard obstacle just not feeling like you're enough no mm. matter what good you do no matter how much you help a friend no matter anything yeah. and and that <clears throat> all came to bear greatly <coughs> when Nate died yeah understandably so yeah and finding like that love for myself after and and realizing that the only person I really have to be enough for is me. Yeah. And then the rest follows. Yeah. And just finding that understanding really meant a lot and it can be extremely difficult for people. Yeah. Um, but it's like, yeah, dude, just give yourself a high five. Cause yeah. you, 
you seek reinforcement from other people all the time. Mm. Like you seek approval, you seek praise from other people all the mm. time. And that's like you said, like in school, like everything it's, it's taught to us from a young age. Yeah. Like you do a good job, you get straight A's, you help out at the school, you get praise, you do a bad job. You don't go to school, you cut classes, you do they, drugs in the parking you lot, you do drugs in the parking lot. You walk down the trail at school and leave your bag of weed <laughs> on the side of the trail and the school security guard finds it and asks you about it. And you're like, <laughs> I didn't even go there today. Like all sorts of stuff, you know, you get shafted for not doing a good job. You don't get praise. You don't get love. Yeah. You don't get really a whole lot of support when you're doing a bad job growing up. Yeah. Um, and that bad job is just in other people's views, you know, maybe you're doing a lot of good in other areas. Right. Um, despite smoking weed throughout high school. For sure. Whatnot. But right. when you're constantly seeking that approval from others and waiting for that praise from others, it, and it never comes, then that's when, at least for me, I kind of fall into my own self-defeating traps. Yeah. And when you can learn to give yourself that praise and that grace, yeah. it, that's when you start realizing that it's not about other people giving it to you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Absolutely. Which which is fucking so hard, really. Like, I mean, that, can be, that alone can be challenging for some people, right? Because some people... I think have developed frameworks mm -hmm. based off of um, either expectations set in place by others or, or like, you know, rubrics that we're mm -hmm. trying to, I mean, we all have, you <laughs> yeah. know, we're all missing wires. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh God, we got to plug them back in, man. <laughs> I got a few for you. I'm yeah. sure you've got a few for me. Yeah. It's, it's scary. Right. It's, I mean, being, being the only one who decides if you're good enough, right? Yeah. Like, because I think like something that happened for me, and this is not like I don't I don't mean to be in a position of like bragging or something, but like one okay, like, this again? Yeah, here we go, <laughs> here we go again. Yeah, you always do this. Um, but like at a, when I was young in school, like before high school, yeah. Um, well, I was, I was homeschooled for for a while until fifth grade, and then I was in public school, fifth grade through high school, mm -hmm. and so from fifth grade to like you know, up until high school, I like school. I, I was like, all right, I figured out what I needed to do to get the score. And it was like, I fucking did that. I ended up what it felt like was just memorizing yeah. and regurgitating. Yeah. Um, and that's what I did. And during that time, like when you're simply trying to meet a rubric and you're simply trying to meet expectations and then you're getting good jobs for that, right? Like when somebody is like, when that's really all you're presented with, because in schools you're not taught about being your own best friend or learning how to have a relationship with yourself or mm -hmm. any really type of introspection, <laughs> unless you take like a philosophy or a psychology or a, yeah. you know, unless you go to a really cool yeah. high school, right? Yeah. Like it's probably, you're probably not having like uh, big introspective type classes mm -hmm. in high school, right? So. <clears throat> you spend all this time and so many years and even at home really with a lot of people experience with their parents. A lot of people have parents who it's, it's a, it's a checklist of what mean you know, what it means to be um, for them a successful parent and from their eyes, you to be a successful human being, mm -hmm. right? Some parents have a specific checklist, 
most parents have a checklist in general, right? But some parents have a very, very hyper-specific checklist, or some kids might feel that their parents have a very hyper-specific checklist, so they might feel that they need to meet certain, right? There's there's all sorts of, like, you got to meet these ex- expectations mm-hmm. all around us, right? Like, we go through school doing it from fucking kindergarten. It's meeting expectations. It's, you know, if you've got a strict family at all, right, it's meeting behavioral expectations. Mm-hmm. From the time that you're old enough to walk, it's, like, stop running around and stop screaming and like yeah. behave yourself, keep your hands to yourself, like shush, mommy's talking, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's just like mm-hmm. we are, we grow up in these things where it's like, yeah, meet all these expectations and not that that's terrible, right? Like societal expectations, right? Like it's a societal expectation that you're not going to go into a grocery store naked, right? Like that's fine. Like well, <laughs> I, could, I could debate that on a few levels. I could debate that. No, uh, <laughs> Right, like that's that's all fine and well. Like that's not exactly the problem here. It's it's like, but when you spend the entire the entirety of your time meeting expectations, and then right, there's an issue that's created if you struggle to meet the expectations. Mm-hmm. That's that's one thing, yeah. right? Just simply fucking hell. How the fuck are people doing this, right? Right. And there's there's plenty of reasons why people feel that way, right? Like from mental illnesses to just some subjects. I think are just harder to grasp for some people. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you, you know, if you can say that you're neurodivergent or not, you know, you might have a normal quote unquote, whatever the hell that means, a normal neurotypical brain, mm-hmm. and you could still struggle with a specific topic, right? Some people yeah. are just like, I'm just not good with math, right? Like whatever it is, right? right? Um, so it's like this whole time you're just meeting these expectations, trying to meet expectations. And then there's an issue. You struggle to meet the expectations. Okay, that's one thing. And then if you don't struggle to meet the expectations, okay, that's another thing where it's like, then you're meeting the expectations without giving a ton of yourself, without really feeling like you're fucking putting a lot of work into something that, Mm -hmm. and actually you feel like you're putting some work and then you're like, if you, if you have no issue with school, right? Because some people breeze through school. Mm -hmm. It's like, if you have no issue, you never, ever have to like put in a lot of effort and probably end up feeling at some point that you don't really give a shit about mm-hmm. about this expectation that you're meeting because you're like it's not even really that hard right now right so why why would i care that much like this is just like beating a child's game like mm-hmm. whatever right like however you want to say it and i'm sorry if that sounds condescending to people who struggle in those scenarios right i'm not trying to be but it's like that also creates an issue that also creates a scenario where like you're getting these pats on the back for something that you don't give a shit about mm-hmm. and Regardless of what group you find yourself in, and I'm sure there's another group that we could come up with too. Um, regardless of whatever group you find yourself in, the point is, is that we're we're all in these systems that are not teaching us about creating our own set of expectations right. or our own rubric, right? Like, and like you think, sure, maybe it's the parent's job to do that for you, or maybe it's simply that you you're supposed to adopt the rubric and the expectation list and the checklist that your parents have for themselves and that they've presented to you that they claim to have for themselves, mm-hmm. right? And I, it's kind of funny when you, if you go down that road, right? Like I'm sure you've experienced this and I'm sure plenty of people have experienced this where like when I was young, I remember a parent saying one thing and being like, this is what you do and this is how you act. And then the next, and then seeing a time where their behavior contradicted that statement, yes. right? And like, that's, I'm not, you know, fuck, I've been there. I've done plenty of times where I'm like, man, like, I can say something and then have behavioral contradictions. We talked about that mm-hmm. just a few moments ago. Um, and it's not about like holding that over their head or anything like that, but it's just like you start to realize like, man, like at some point it, 
you got to have like your own rubric, right? Mm -hmm. Like if you're just constantly, constantly doing these other lists of expectations, it's constantly, I'm filling out a checklist that like, you can be sure that somebody else is going to come around and be like, nice checklist, man. Nice. I see you got a lot of stuff checked off. Actually. Hey, I noticed that our checklists were pretty similar, bro. Nice checklist, man. Like, and and then for me, it's like that, that shit feels weird to me, right? Because there's a whole lot of forms of success in the world that I have, like, have no interest in, right? Like, and or don't care for, right? Like, yeah. there's a lot of types of success that I do care for. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them being, like, right, personal growth and, like, actually yeah. being a friend to myself. Like, Absolutely. if I can be successful in that department, holy shit, like, amazing. That's big. Yeah, huge, right? Like, I don't want to be in that position where I'm, like, I've hated myself for a long time, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to be in that position. Like, so for me, it's like, man, yeah, part of success is being being a good friend of myself and yeah. learning how to really, like, really understand myself and kind of emotionally connect. Um, I like the rubric thing. I think, um, I think it's similar to a little bit of what I talked with you about yesterday in that creating, and this is in different literature all over. Um, I know that, I don't know, certain people probably talk about it and I'm taking some of that subconsciously and a little bit of it consciously, but something that I've done personally in my life is I might take something from you, Alex, that I really admire that I just, I'm like, wow, like Alex is really, really good at this and it has such a positive effect on himself and others I want to be like that and so I take that and I I put it up in this image in my head of myself and I I put it there and I'm like that's the person I am working towards on a daily basis and you know obviously you're gonna have days when you fail but slowly you can change yourself over time to be the person that you want to become and I think taking bits of Others, not in like a copying way, not in like a creating a false image of yourself, but in like a instilling yourself with values that you care about, creating your own rubric and, and thinking of the person that you really want to be. And that involves a lot of questions. So many, (laughs) so many questions, so many questions, bit by bit you you take all these parts of, of who you want to be and you throw them up in that image of you in your head. And you think that is the person I'm striving to be someday. That is the person that, that I want to become. And for me, before I knew it, I had pretty much become that person. And it just, it felt like such an endless goal to Mm. start with. And really it is because it it constantly (laughs) keeps evolving because now that person that I've imaged in my head is completely different yeah. from the person I imaged in my head five years ago. It's it's grown, yeah. and now it's more. And now it's like, yeah. okay, I, I've I've done this. I've I've gotten rid of these these bad things about myself that I don't like. Yeah. Maybe not completely gotten rid of, but I've got to have duality. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got to have duality, and. You know, I'm not saying that people need to completely change who they are and put on a fake mask. I'm just saying God, that no. you are capable of of becoming who you want to be and determining who you want to be is important. But yeah. just having something that you on a daily basis are thinking about, like in each situation of, man, 
this is the person that I want to be. How would that person handle this situation? Yeah. How would I think about it? How would I yeah. show love to others in this moment? Yeah. That's really difficult for me and I'm yeah. feeling conflicted. It's like you can drop those things that you don't like about yourself, reactions that you've had in the past that you yeah. want to learn from and do better next time. Like those are things that are within your control mm. and recognizing that and trying to move forward into that person that you want to be, yeah. I think is a great way to have sort of a subconscious rubric, you know, yeah. and, and conscious when you're thinking about that person in your head. Totally. Totally. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting, right? I think that, I think that we, I think that, you know, like any, anybody who you're know, right. If you have, if you have any mind for, for just trying to like strive towards something. I think we all kind of like reach that point where we're like, oh man, like I wish I was doing, you know, X, Y, and Z on a regular basis. Whatever those things are, right? Like, oh man, that's so cool. That's super interesting. And I think, I love that you, you, uh, you touched on the fact that you're like the person that you wanted to be a while ago has changed. But you still take the second to acknowledge that you actually reached that that point that you yeah. you wanted at some point, right? Maybe like give myself a high five. Yeah, yeah, fully, right? Like that is super important too, right? I mean, especially on the path when you're when you're talking about whatever path, you know, the path, acknowledging that you've you have walked if you've walked, right? Mm -hmm. If you if you haven't started, then acknowledging that you haven't started is probably the acknowledgement that takes place. But yeah. if you've been walking, it's important to fucking realize that, right? Like to fucking always be like, Oh shit. Like turn around really quick and just, just remember like, where was I? Like, what were those steps that I took back? Like, damn, like how long have I been walking? Like, mm -hmm. okay. Like maybe I have a ways to go and like, maybe the path is, is, is forever stretching onward and in, into, into directions that I can't see right now. But, I can, I can look back really quick. I can check back in and, and remind myself if I start to get scared or lost or feel like I'm straying away from the path or starting to feel like the path is maybe impossible and that I'm not getting anywhere. It's like taking that moment to be like, no, 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 listen up, buddy. Like, turn around. Look, there's miles of path behind mm -hmm. you, right? Like, you have walked. Yeah. Acknowledging those, like, those moments and, and really giving yourself credit, too, mm -hmm. because it takes, especially in this culture, it takes a lot of work, right? To put your attention and your intention on anything really, because especially in the digital age right now, especially, especially mm -hmm. right in this current digital age, every single thing is vying for our attention, mm -hmm. right? Every game, every phone, every app, every phone company, every fucking, every podcast, every podcast <laughs> we're in on it too. <laughs> We're all vying for all of our attention, right? Like every phone is trying to figure out like how can we make mm -hmm. make a user stay engaged more longer. Every platform, right? Like every platform wants higher user engagement, whatever. Like so it's like in this world where we are constantly bombarded by stuff that is actually psychologically designed to make us be engaged with it and and take our attention and put it on that, right? Whatever the you know, whatever the intention of that is and the motive of that is other than, right. You can speculate as much as you want. I don't care. I just think it's to take your attention. Mm -hmm. And if they can generate money off that, it's cool. But the point is your attention, it's yours. Right. So it's like recognizing like, Oh fuck. Like 
in this world, it's difficult. It's difficult to fucking constantly remind yourself. It's difficult to wake up every day and be like, I'm on, the, I'm on the path. Yeah. There's a path that I'm on. There's a goal I have in mind. And there's so fucking many distractions, dude. Like it's mm-hmm. so constant. Um, there's distractions. And then there's also things that are like, you know, like people that I'll be like, why are you doing that? Yeah. Why do you even want that? Or like, why do you care so much about that? Like, oh, dude, you worry too much about that. Or like, <laughs> right? Like there is, there is so much stuff. There's a lot of subtle stuff. There's a lot of nuance in our, in our culture and in society and in, in our relationships that, yeah. that might be either bringing your attention away from the path or trying to discourage you from a path that you mm-hmm. have really, really, you've really like decided and thought a lot on and been like, mm-hmm. no, nah, yeah, that sounds fucking sick. I, I'd like to walk that path. Yeah. Right. And someone's, you know, there's things that are trying to discourage us. It's like, so it's not easy, right? Like this is, this is something that I really love. Actually, I heard this in, um, in from the, the YouTube channel, healthy gamer, healthy gamer, GG. Um, yeah, I've seen a little bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. I forget, I forget the main guy's name actually, forgive me right now. Yeah, I need no, to, right. I need to get it, but he, he had a whole, um, he had a whole little bit about it. Um, I lost my train of thought actually. Healthy gamer. Yeah. Yeah. What were you on before that? Heck if I know, dude. Yeah, right. Why are you asking me? You think I was listening this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just the uh for me what I gathered from that was just like having distractions and having obstacles. Yes. And um if you want me to speak on that for a moment, I would say that it's never too late. And you can go through a lot of your life wasting a lot of time. You got it? I remembered. So one thing that I really loved that Healthy Gamer said in a video where he was speaking about strategies um, to just help yourself was that none of the things that are going to be suggested are easy. Mm -hmm. Like that, that shit, he was like, it's not easy, but they are simple. Yeah. And it's not like we can't, you know, confuse and make those things to be synonymous mm-hmm. because they're not always. Sometimes they are. There's some crossover for sure. Mm-hmm. But the simplicity of things that like are out there that are offered to people who, right, anybody who's struggling with anything like this, the simplicity of things that like even strategies that I deploy for myself mm-hmm. in my personal life, emotionally and mentally, the simplicity does not make it easy. Mm-hmm. Like it is fucking, it's challenging. And I think that's just like really what I wanted to kind of zoom in on, right? Mm-hmm. Is to just like, you know, so many people, including myself and Jose, will, you know, you and me will like talk about these things, right? And it's like, and we do openly acknowledge that even if there's something that we, we have a strategy, right? Like it's still a struggle. It is, yeah. Right, and like that that is just, I think is gonna take time and I think, you know, if you can have more discipline, then it becomes easier, right? Mm-hmm. And so working on honing your discipline is one thing. But yeah, I just really want to like zoom in on the fact that it's like, if this stuff is a, is a struggle or sounds far away or anything like that, it's to remind yourself, not in a negative light that it's not easy, but to really fucking pat yourself on the back mm-hmm. if you're even thinking about taking a step. Yeah. Like, fuck if you've even taken a step. If you're fucking considering taking a step, like pat yourself on the back. Yeah. Like there's just so much shit 
that is out there that would try to discourage us from walking mm -hmm. on what we might consider to be our own path, something that we have designed, our own list of expectations. And sure, like, there's like the, you know, external forces that may have like biased whatever that path that we decide on might mm -hmm. be, whatever. As long as it's something that you're like, you know what, no, like, I'm not doing this to please anybody else and I'm not doing this because like somebody else is going to think it's awesome. This is just something that I fucking think is super, super cool. And like, I imagine if I could see myself in 10 years and could say that I've done these things, I would feel so hyped, right? Like mm -hmm. whatever it is. And I would feel so fucking invigorated, like that I had achieved what I wanted to achieve and like yeah. what I think is awesome. Right. Like, yeah, flip back what you said earlier about, like, if you could talk to a kid version of you, like, how would you treat him? What would you say? What would you do? How would the future version of you talk to you? Yeah. You know, what would they tell you right now? What would they try to inspire you with? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And, and imagine this future version of you is is the future version of you that's completed the things. Yeah. That's done the things. Yes. Yeah. And, and then think about that and think, how could I do more for them? How could I do... What would friend How me I set them of the up future, better? <laughs> yeah, be happy to be set up with, you know? Yeah. And and it's hard. You're right. I think something that's important is just to, full disclosure, be extremely vulnerable with everyone. And I admit that I fail on a daily basis at so many things. And, Same. And it sucks. It really does. <laughs> it's It's hard. It grates me down. It makes me feel less capable. But at the same time, yeah. I have to have that forgiveness and understanding for myself as a friend and still try. Yeah. You know, I think trying is hard and it's important. And sometimes, some days, I just I don't want to try. Yeah, you no know? kidding, right? It's like you wake up every day and there you are. No kidding. And you have to yeah. you have to keep moving forward. And I've never been a super purpose-driven person. I, I, I get a little confused. I see people out there who are just like, just going for it. And they have like their specific life goals. They have yeah. all of these specific things that give them, I guess, meaning and purpose yeah. in life. Where maybe I think a little bit too abstractly, but... I at times have seen no point whatsoever, you yeah. know, and I'm sure you have, I'm sure others have as well. For sure. And, and just finding the reasoning and meaning behind things. It's like, I don't even care about meaning. Like what is assigning meaning to life really even mean for me? Like, is it, is there a point to that? And even to this day, I'm still like, nope, not really. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. and so I strive to just, do the things that I think are important in this moment. Cause if I think too much beyond that, if I start to get too existential about it, I'm like, what's the point, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But that being said, if I care about myself, then I can recognize that and I can be like, yeah, but I do want a family and I do want to make awesome music that i want to hear yeah maybe other people don't want to hear it maybe they do maybe they get <laughs> something out of it i'd be stoked if other people got something out of my music yeah um but it's it's not the meaning of life it's just something that i really enjoy doing yeah and that's important to me yeah 
Beautiful. Just like how I am to me, the funniest person. <laughs> like, and I know that I'm not the funniest person in general or to other people or in the eyes of any society out there. But like, if I was to ask myself who I thought the funniest person was, it would be me <laughs> only to myself, specifically to myself. Yeah. You know, I love laughing at my own jokes. Yeah. I like laughing at myself just in general, <laughs> just in general. Like, yeah. You got to laugh at yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You I pulled up the uh, name of that dude oh, for you. Yeah. So you could give some reliable. I like Kanajia. Yeah. Dr. K. Dr. K. Healthy Gamer. Dr. K with Healthy Gamer. That's who we were referencing G-G. earlier. Yeah. <sighs> Man, that's beautiful. Um, Well, I think that's a good place to uh to uh come to a come yeah. to a closure, come to a head for the episode. Um and that puts us in a kind of a nice spot. You said something about sometimes you could find yourself in a position where you're like, What's the point? Yeah. And that's a difficult challenge. That's a difficult challenge to overcome. Um so I guess I feel like that puts us in a nice position for our next episode absolutely where i think we could touch on you know um the mindset that you have when it comes to difficult challenges like right like what how how should we approach something that's difficult what should we do how should we think about it how can we keep our attitude in check if something is hard i don't know i don't have the answer but we're going to talk about it next time totally agreed i think we won't have the answer for a lot of stuff and even if i do have answers for myself they change a lot they change a lot you know i wouldn't dare give them definitively no absolutely (laughs) not i think that's something that i would like to emphasize in general just talking with you is like this stuff changes all the time just like who i want to be yeah that image in my head changes as i'm adding more to it and as i'm becoming more myself and the answers that I delve into with you are going to change as I'm talking about them. Yeah. I'm, I'm always open to new perspective and, and changing a stance that I have. Um, cause I know that I've been wrong many times. And I'll be wrong many times in the future. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the beauty of just having a conversation. It's the beauty of life. It's the beauty yeah. of people. We're fucking, we're not perfect. We're not computers. That is, I mean, one of the most beautiful things. Like it's, I, I have like moments where I laugh when I notice flaws or mistakes that either I'm making or somebody else is making and not in a way of like ridicule, mm-hmm. but just in a way of simply like, I've fucking been there, you know? Like when I see somebody kind of like make a little mistake and they're like, ah oh, shit, or oopsie. Like, you know, yeah. like see someone do that. And it's like, oh man, like I start to laugh because I'm like appreciating the fucking just how flawed like you know how often it is that we're flawed and just recognizing that like yeah man we're not perfect and that's fucking awesome and there's gonna be somebody watching me make a mistake in just the same vein yeah you know yeah absolutely well thank you everyone for tuning in and thank you jose as always it's been a lovely talk thank you alex till next time peace